Sports fans rejoice. You're listening to my team, my voice with MTMV Sports. What's up? It's the publisher here, Mr. Kelly Cole, a.k.a. Aaron Cole's dad, and you're rocking with MTMV Sports. Keep it locked. Hey, how y'all doing? This is Rick Sincere with MTNV Sports. I'm geeked, blessed, overjoyed to be joined today by Kelly Cole. Mr. Kelly Cole is in the building. I'm so happy to have him here. Listen, if you don't know Kelly Cole, then um, listen to the last name Cole and see if that makes any sense to you. We'll, <laughs> we'll hop into it, man, in just a second. But two-time number one um, best-selling author, and in the CHH world, he's known as the genius behind, the genius behind and the father of one Aaron Cole, man. So happy to have you here. How you doing, sir? Great, man. Thank you so much for having me, bro. Look, um, we just want to hop into the story. So we're here today because you've been on a path, man, just kind of letting people know about books for athletes. And so we're going to get into your story a little bit, and then we're going to hop into the main meat of this thing. Um, Talk to me a little bit about how you got involved with writing books in the first place. Yeah, man. So it was right after I quit um, both my jobs. I used to work at Walmart during the day and Blockbuster at night, and I actually um, wanted to quit. I always wanted to start a business on the Internet after reading this guy's story in this magazine called Millionaire Blueprints and um, quit both of my jobs, man. Me and my family um, almost ended up homeless. I couldn't pay rent for seven months because I was only making $25 a week. I had one product on the online and I was selling one a week, man. So you can imagine how hard that was trying to take care of family, making $25 a week. And what happened was ABC introduced the TV show Shark Tank. Fell in love with the show, bro. Start taking notes from the show. One of my friends um, asked me to borrow my notes one day. And um, she said, yo, this will make a great book. And she said, you should also interview the sharks. And I was like, I never thought about that. So I emailed all of the sharks on Shark Tank. And Barbara Corcoran was the only one to hit me back. We hit it off so well. I was like, Barbara, will you help me get an interview with Damon? Like, I look up to Damon since FUBU. And she was like, of course. She put me and Damon in a group text and said, Damon, Give this guy an interview. He's a great guy. Damon responded immediately. He was like, for sure, man. He was like, yo, hit up my assistant. She'll schedule an interview. Did that. I took my notes from the TV show. Those two interviews, transcribed them, and turned it into a book that became my first number one bestseller on Amazon. And then the rest is history, bro. My inbox was just flooded with people um, asking me how I did it and to help them. Got my first paid speaking engagement at Norfolk State University, and the rest is history, bro. That's how I got started in book publishing. Yo, I love that so much, dude. That's an incredible story. Okay, let me let me dive into that just a little bit more. Okay, um, okay so some people are scared to send that that email for the interview, right? They won't even get that part done. And for so sure. before we get into writing the books, they won't get that part done. What did it take for you to say, you know what? I'm I'm a, I'm writing this interview. I mean, I'm not writing an interview, but I'm writing an email, right? To probably get this first interview. What, what did what did that take? Man, it's well, if you think about it, what I just said, man, I literally I had nothing to lose. I had just got out of 
you know, practically being homeless. Thank God for a gracious landlord, man. And remind me to come back to that at the end because I want to leave leave the people with one encouragement about that process of almost being homeless and having a gracious landlord. But man, so I had nothing to lose. What, what could they say? Not respond or just simply say no. Like um, Mark Cuban, he responded. He just said he didn't have the time. And I was like, yo, Mark, we can do it anytime. If you say 3 a.m. or whatever, whenever you got the time, I'll make the time. And he was just like, man, I appreciate it, but no, I don't really have the time. But he responded to me. The rest of them didn't respond. The One of the keys that we know about is networking and relationship. Once I got Barbara to respond and we hit it off, I was like, man, this is my opportunity for me to ask Barbara to connect me with Damon. So, Man, it's just, you know, taking the first step. Doing nothing changes absolutely nothing. Doing something changes everything. And I live by that quote, man. Doing nothing changes absolutely nothing. So if I would have stayed where I was, I would not be here today by just simply just sending an email. And what's going to mean? Most people fear rejection. What are you fearing rejection for if you ain't got nothing to lose? Like I said, all they can do is say no or not respond. And you just keep, if they don't respond, just follow up again. And I've done that before. You know, I'm busy. So I know sometimes emails get lost in, in traffic and you just follow up, man. And all they can do is say no, period. You said since that time, you've helped people write books and you've kind of been a part of that book writing, um, that mantra. Um, what led you to the athlete pad? What, what, what led you to say, hey, there's, there's, there's athletes out there who have stories to sell. What, what led to that? Yeah. So over my 15 years of, you know, being in book publishing, I've published everything from a 16 year old girl who was born blind to NFL players, NBA players, doctors, apostles, bishops, pastors, everybody in between. I've done cookbooks, children's books. And um, this beginning of this year, I begin to pray and I ask God, I say, hey, where um, I know that I just felt into my spirit. I know there's a group of people that I'm called to help. Just tell me where to drop my net. And he told me athletes. He said, all athletes have stories. And he said, if you think about it, they are the people who you have enjoyed working with the most. And they truly have because I can relate. I can speak their language because I play football. I play basketball. I had stories of overcoming. And I know everyone who's an athlete has a story, bro. So I basically just prayed and God told me, hey, it's athletes. Nobody's talking to them. Nobody's serving them. And they have stories that will help people. So you say you play ball yourself. For sure, man. All right, man. Talk to me about that. So was it high school, yeah. college? Where'd you play ball? Yeah, man. So I was I was actually um, a football guy, man. I started out in Chicago. You couldn't tell me that I wasn't a Chicago Bear and then I wasn't going to be a Chicago Bear, you know, growing up playing peewee league football, man. And um, I ended up playing my freshman year of high school. So going all the way up my freshman year of high school, I went to a school called Weber High School. Um, it doesn't exist anymore, but to give you some some context, it's the same high school that Coach K, the coach of Duke, he went to that high school in Chicago as well. So very athletic school. My dad went to that high school. He was um, nominated for McDonald's High School All-American. When he played, they were eighth in the nation in basketball. So I went there my freshman year um, starting off. I always tell people this this um, particular story starting off because I had lost all of my games in peewee and midget ball. My first three games in freshman football, we lost the first three games. And I was like, yo, I'm not doing this. I'm getting ready to quit, right? And I remember my coach, he heard me. He was like, Kelly, you're not quitting this team. And he's like, 
listen, if y'all stick with me, he, he called a group me. He's like, if y'all stick with me and we win out and we go into the playoffs, we got a chance of winning the championship. And uh, we bought in, man, and we actually did that. We won every game after those three, won the championship. And I scored a 70-yard touchdown from the defensive end position. I hit a guy, he fumbled, I scored a 70-yard touchdown. And I want to share with some people how I manifested that. So after we lost those three games, before every game after that, I would practice this play. I would say the guy's going to come around. I would be on the mat. I said the guy's going to come around. It's going to be a sweet bootleg. I'm going to hit him. He's going to drop the ball. I'm going to run a touchdown, and I'm going to do my dance. <laughs> I practiced this before every single game, and it never happened until the championship game. The guy ran around to my side. I was a defensive end. I hit him. He dropped the ball. I ran a 70-yard touchdown and did my dance in the end zone. <laughs> All of my teammates and my coaches, because they saw me practice this before every game, they were on the sidelines crying, not only because we won the championship, but I manifested me scoring a touchdown. So I get excited about moving up my sophomore year to varsity. My dad comes home and tells me we're moving to Virginia. I immediately, bro, just get... Man, I'm hurt. My coaches are hurt. My teammates are hurt. But I move here to Virginia, and they don't know, like, I'm a, actually a great player. And um, I get here, and they don't even let me practice, bro. I'm getting no reps in practice. I'm coming home. I'm crying. I'm telling my dad. It's like, listen, they won't even give me no reps in practice. And he was like, listen, I don't play football. You play football. So you got to figure it out. He said, when you go there and they do put you in, he said, take all of that out on whoever's in front of you. Bro, I did that my junior year. I ended up winning defensive player of the year. My senior year, I broke my foot in the first scrimmage, missed the first two games, came back, still led the team in tackles, and got most valuable player as a, as a middle linebacker and um, offensive guard. First lineman to ever win most valuable player at the high school, right? Mm. Funny story. Get a, get a scholarship to college, UVA, um, Virginia Wise. Listen to me. When I got to college is when I figured out I didn't love football as much as I thought I did. <laughs> and my dad tried to warn me because he played college basketball. He said, listen, son, that little MVP trophy ain't going to mean nothing when you go to college. And he was right. Every freshman on my dorm, on, on, like, on my row of dorms, Every one of them was the MVP at their high school. <laughs> Listen, a whole it's different. Level. It's different. College football was so, like, such a higher level. The day we got there, they said, drop your stuff off in the dorm, meet us on the field at 12 o'clock. And we just think we're just checking in. They set up an obstacle course, bro. That obstacle course was so tough. 30 kids went back after their obstacle course, packed all their stuff up, and left that day. That's how tough that obstacle course was. Were you one of those? No, 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 no. I lasted a week. <laughs> I lasted a week. So I didn't I didn't leave that day. But that day I had it on my mind. I'm like, bro, listen, this ain't it. This is not the move right here. But I figured out, man, I didn't love it as much as I thought I did. It was no longer fun. And um, But, yeah, I thought about leaving that day. I made it, but... Man, had I stayed in college, I wouldn't have Aaron because probably a month after leaving college, um, found out my girl who became my wife was pregnant with Aaron. So here we are. It was wow. Wow. Hey, man, look, you said there's a story in every athlete and you're right. That was a compelling story. I was bought in. I was all the way in, man. 
For sure, bro. I loved it. Now, now you just talked to me about your story, right? Why do you believe that there's a story in every athlete? Well, if you play sports, you realize that sports teach you so many different things, man. It teaches you discipline. It teaches you. And we all have to overcome. Even if you don't have to overcome things in your personal life, you have to overcome things in games. There's highs and lows in games. And just sports teach you, you know, overcoming, focus, coming together as a team, teamwork, and so many different things that I know, and especially with all of the athletes that have been calling me to do their books, they all have different stories. Like like this guy just published that went to the University of Virginia and ultimately made it to the league and played for the Baltimore Ravens. He had to overcome um, his senior year at the University of Virginia. This um, Caucasian professor went to the NCAA and went to the board and told them he gave him a grade because he felt bad for him because he was an African-American student. Now, let's let's pause for a second, Rick. He did not ask him for a grade. He just did it on his own. Lost his eligibility for a year, had to go fight to get his scholarship back, had to go fight to get back on the field. He overcame all of that. He had to prove that he never asked for the grade, none of that. He had to overcome all of that and still made it to the league. So that's what I'm saying. We all have different stories, man. He still made it to to the league after overcoming that. Took him a year. He had to go to Supreme Court, all of that, to fight to get his scholarship back. Never asked the guy for the grade, none of that. The guy just um, decided to go to the um, NCAA and tell them he gave him a grade, bro. Wow. Wow. Now, as a professor on the other side of that, um, I would have never did that. <laughs> I wouldn't have gave him the grade in the first place. But I understand probably how he felt about how he felt conscious wise. He might have felt in his conscious, right, that he was like kind of ripped up and, and ripped in on the inside. You know what I mean? I might have been dealing with him at the same time. He ain't never asked for the grade. So exactly. you have, yeah, so you have no no you have no reason to go in and, and do that to that that kid. Why ruin his career though? Yeah, because you guilty. You. Yeah, yeah. That's that's you. Like, why not go to him and say, "Hey, I gave you this grade. I'm feeling kind of bad about it." Blah 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 blah. Why not do that? I'm gonna why change the grade to the incomplete, and then I'm gonna make you do all the work that that led to the grade that you actually received. Exactly. He went to the NCAA, bro, and the and the board of the school, and and literally the guy. He tells me that he tells the story, and it's it's amazing. His his uh, we published his book. I think he peaked at number three on the bestsellers list. Like amazing story. He said they pull up, they getting ready to play Florida State. They get off the bus. The head coach, the assistant coach, um, two security guards, and two more other people get him as he walking off the bus and tell him they need to talk to him and that he would not be playing in that game. We interrupt this regular scheduled program to bring you some breaking news from none other than Manscaped. Listen, right now, this important PSA is brought to you by Manscaped.com. This is your public service announcement and the news you've been waiting for. The Manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they have successfully created the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, which is now available for purchase in the USA and Canada. This new trimmer was just released only moments ago, and we are going to be one of the first to get our hands on it and share the news with you. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer just for you. It's 20% off. 
and free worldwide shipping with the code MTMV at Manscaped.com. And you heard it right. That's worldwide shipping. So for our fans in India, for our fans in Germany, for our, our fans in Spain, for our fans all over the world, and I know you're out there and I know you're listening. We did this for you. We want you to use the code MTMV and go to Manscaped.com and get 20% off in free shipping. This new trimmer is awesome, y'all. And I want y'all to know all about it. And and listen, when I say awesome, I mean, I know it's going to be awesome. We're about to get our hands on it. And I can't wait to tell you more about it once I get my hands on it. Listen, I'm hearing, um, first off, that it's definitely waterproof like always. Wireless charging is coming, y'all. Um, the look I'm hearing is so sleek as two-tone matte gloss finish. Even features a hot foil stamped black chrome Manscaped logo. Man, I'm about to show that thing off loud and proud. I can't wait for you to get your hands on this thing. And here's how you do it. I need you to do this for me. Go to Manscaped.com. That's M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com. Put in the code MTMV and you're going to get 20% off and free shipping. Yes, that's 20% off of any purchase order. Don't matter how small it is or how big it is, y'all. You're going to get 20% off plus free shipping if you use our code. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. My God. Just imagine that, bro. And you didn't do anything. You never asked for a grade. You stand-up student. You you know, you're not cheating. You're not doing anything. You're just there to play football. You're going to class. You're doing your work. Stand-up guy. And this happens to you, bro. So I've heard so many different stories like that, bro. So many different stories. Uh, I was talking to a guy yesterday who um, got drafted. I think he got drafted in 78 by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm. They draft him. He gets hurt in training camp, right? They trick him and tell him, hey, if you hurry up and get um, hurry up and get back active, you'll be our starting. Uh, I think it was like tight end or something like that, right? But they tricked him, bro. He hurry up and came back. And the day he came back, they released him. Had he stayed... Um, and not rush to come back and like, you know, with the healing process, they would have had to pay him mm. and put him on injured reserve. They cut him as soon as he came back. So, bro, it's so many different stories like that. And we ain't even got to go there. We can, man, we can talk about the guys who never made it to the league, man. And um, they all, we all have a story of different. Like I said, I never made it to the league. And like you said, you were intrigued by my story. There's so many other stories and so many different things that you can relate to life after playing sports. And I don't care what sport you play, bro. So talk to me about the process of writing a book. Like, what what does the process look like? Is it is are they writing the book? Are they coming to you? Are you writing the book? How does that process work? Yeah. So we our um staff we work either way. So um a lot of the athletes we are interviewing them and writing the book for them. So we do a, a ghost writing process where we get on the a Zoom or something like this. One of my writers get on a Zoom like this. They tell their story. And we actually write it in their voice. That's one option. And also have some guys who like to write it on their own. Mm-hmm. And um, I want to tell people it's not hard. The process is simple. You start with an outline. And the outline is basically a list of the stories you want to cover in your book. Mm-hmm. That's it. Okay? List of the stories you want to cover in your book. And what I always tell people to shortcut the process, record yourself 
telling the story. Just turn on your camera, turn on your phone, um, record the audio, record yourself just telling the story. Upload it to a site called Rev.com. It's a site, R-E-V.com. They will transcribe your audio or video for a dollar per minute. Okay? And then look at look at the outline the same way you would look at if you went to the grocery store and you made a list, right? If you're smart, you make a list when you go to the grocery store. Now, bro, when you come home, you don't cook everything on the list in the order you bought them or the order you put them in the buggy, do you? No. Look at your list every day. And decide what you feel like talking about the same way you decide what you want to eat that day. Mm. Record it, transcribe it. And at the end, you got all of your stories recorded. You got all of your stories on paper and you just put it together from there. You can do that in the weekend. You, can, it's, it's that simple. We overcomplicate it. It's not hard. Simply make a list of the stories that you want to tell. And if you want to make it look, say, say like you tell the story, think about five to 10 questions someone would have about that story and just record yourself answering the questions or ask your friend. Like I can call you and say, hey, bro, will you interview me and ask me these questions? Record it, transcribe it. Guess what? Your book is done. Just come to us. We'll do your editing, your formatting, your book cover, distribution and everything. It's that simple. It's not hard, bro. Wow. Wow. I always thought about writing a book. I never thought about it this seriously. I'm almost sold. I want to write now. Let's go. I want to write now. Man, that's cold-blooded. I, I didn't know about that process, and, and the way you simplified it took away all the angst and, and the confusion about writing a book in the first place. Now, let's talk about the benefits. Let's dive into the benefits of writing a book, right? So um, you talked about the ease, right? How does it help me? Um, anyway, how does it help me? For sure. So if you so think about this, when you write a book, you go from expert to an authority. Number one, it all it automatically gives you a product you can sell that becomes passive income. Number two, it opens up a door to get paid speaking engagements. Now, whether you're a speaker or not, listen to me. That's where you're going to get a, a, a lump sum of money. Let me give you an example. I had a guy. He was um, he was um, a trainer. He was Ray Lewis's trainer and Ed Reed's trainer. He was connected to That's the enough. he was he was he was connected to the Ravens organization for over twenty years as their trainer. Right? Mm -hmm. We did his book, peaked at number two on the bestsellers list. All of a sudden, the Baltimore Ravens make his book the book of the month. So they order a, a large sum of books for the whole organization, and they book him to speak. Now, he was the same person before the book. He was connected to the same organization before the book. But the book opened up the door for him to not only get a lump sum check for, for them ordering a lump sum of books, making it the organization's book of the month, and they also brought him in to speak. That's just one example. The other guy I just told you about University of Virginia. Just by simply him creating his book, he's doing two virtual speaking engagements a week. He's um, selling his book in bulk to boys and girls clubs, to other sports teams, number one. And it creates passive income and it's something. So think about not only the passive income that the book generates, but the doors that the book will open up for you. It's going to automatically separate you from the pack and take you from expert to an authority. And I always tell people, you can't spell authority without spelling author first. Mm. 
You can't, you can't, you, it doesn't happen. Mm. You can't spell authority without mm. spelling author first. And it's going to open up those doors of speaking engagements. It's going to open up doors for you to share your story more often. It's going to open up doors to build more relationships. And I always tell my authors too, to look at the book as your new business card. It's just a big business card. Mm. So yeah, man. I made that same face listening to your son rap and you just dropped the bar right there that, um, mm. where do you think you got it from? Mm, no, okay. Like, okay. Okay. <laughs> just playing, just playing. <laughs> Let's talk about some of the challenges of, of writing the book. So we talked about the ease of it and the way it, it sounded very, you know, it sounded very easy, very, very straightforward process. Right. We talked about the benefits of it. Um, and th- there are some challenges though. So what are some of those challenges that, that you see in the process? The challenge, the, the challenge that I see most often is just simply overthinking it. Mm. It's really not that hard. You just saw how I broke it down. Like you're trying to do it the old way. The old way is sitting at your computer, staring at a blank piece of paper and trying to type out a book. That's the old way. That's why you're having a challenge. That's why your brain is hurting. That's why you're looking at this huge mountain that you have to write this book. Listen, 60 minutes of audio transcribed will equal close to 10,000 words. Think about that. 60 minutes of audio transcribed will turn into 10,000 words. A 10,000 word book is at least about 70 pages already you get what i'm saying the minimum amount of pages you can publish is 24 pages right so let's just say hey you want a person you don't even want to record audio or record video you can speak your book into word word has in a speech to text um option google docs has a speech to text option you can speak your book so the biggest obstacle i see is people overthinking it so i'm going to bag up i'm going to slow down i'm going to tell you how to get this thing done in a weekend can we do that today is friday right mm. or when you're going to air this but whenever you listen to this i'm going to tell you how to get this done in a weekend so mm. all i want you to do on the first day is make the list of the stories you want to cover in your book that's all i want you to do just make a list of those stories that's going to become your outline and that's going to become your chapters okay day two all i want you to do is look at each one of those chapter titles and I want you to write five to 10 questions someone would have about that chapter title. That's all I want you to do for the first part of the day of day two, all right? Second part of the day, I want you to just contact a friend and say, hey, will you interview me and ask me these questions? That's all I want you to do, okay? Do the interview with your friend, all right? You have your audios now. Day three, this is Sunday. All I want you to do on Sunday is upload those audios to rev.com, rev.com. They're going to transcribe it, and guess what? On Monday, they're going to send you a document, and guess what? That's your book. You just got it done in a weekend. Wow. Wow. That's simple. And wow. then when you come to us, you give us that document. We're going to edit it. We're going to tighten it up. We're going to format it. We're going to design your book cover. We're going to put it on Amazon. We're going to put it on barnesandnoble.com. And we're going to give you the bonuses on how to use that book to get speaking engagements, how to sell bulk, bulk copies of your book. We're going to show you how to get on TV. We're going to show you how to get on radio. We're going to show you how to get on magazines, newspapers, and all of the above. And listen, if you're out there, you don't have a friend. I'll be your friend. There you go. <laughs> Send me the questions. I'll ask them. Don't. <laughs> I there love you go. It. 
<laughs> Yo, um, that was that was phenomenal. That was phenomenal. So um, talk to me about some of the and, and you've already kind of shared some of the coolest stories already. Right. Is yeah. there another another cool story that kind of comes to your mind uh, when you think about examples of, of books to write? Yeah, man. So when I think about um, this young lady, this is my favorite, probably one of my favorite clients, this young lady. She was 16 years old when she came to her mom contacted me and she was actually born blind. Mm. Yeah. 16 years old, born blind, wanted to write this fantasy novel. And the same thing. She wrote it in Braille and she spoke part of it. Right. And I'll never forget the day that I came to meet her and her mom and I handed her the first copy of her book. And um, she had to ask her mom. She's like, Mom, what does the cover look like? And her mom began to tell her what the fairy looked like and what the mountains looked like and all of the things that she described of what she wanted her book cover to look like. And then when I saw the tears just begin to roll down her face, she said, this is exactly what I wanted. And I always tell people she was 16 and born blind. And yet we made her dream of becoming a best-selling author come true. And here you are, you got all of your senses and you're making excuses. There's no excuse why you can't write a book and you can't get this thing done. If a 16 year old blind girl who is on her third book, by the way, and her mom just sent me her diploma. She just graduated from college from East Tennessee State University and her whole diploma is in Braille. How cool is that? That's just one example, bro. I got I got so many examples of people who are doing phenomenal things by just simply writing a book. I got another guy, Keith, Mr. Jennings, end up playing for the um, Golden State Warriors. Um, he was Tim Hardaway's backup, right? And he tells his story of, you know, going to high school, going to college and playing basketball and um, getting hurt while he was in the NBA. And, um, and he got tired of becoming off the bench. He fulfilled his dream of going to the NBA, but then he got an offer to play overseas, right? He went overseas, became the MVP, came national player of the year, and began, you know, still getting paid to play basketball. The NBA called him back, and he was like, no, nah, I don't want to be a backup. I just want to play ball now. I fulfilled the dream of going to the NBA. He said, I just want basketball to be the way I make my living. And he stayed overseas, man, and became a star over there. He's in the Hall of Fame over there and everything, bro. So it's those types of stories, man. We even turned his his book into an actual movie, man, that's going to be on Amazon Prime soon. It's called Forever. Um, and you can check it out. It's it's available now on DVD, theforevermovie.com. So, bro, we, we help with it all, bro. We can we can take it to any level. I love it. Let's let's wrap up. Let's play the excuse game really quick. You ready? Yes. All right. So I'm, I'm going to run you an excuse and then you you combat it. OK. Ready? Yep. All right, Mr. Kelly. I hear you, dog. I really do. Um, you know, I heard about you making the process easy and all that. But, man, I ain't got nothing interesting to tell. I ain't got nobody want to hear my story. They definitely want to hear your story. Did you play? Um, did you play sports? I did. Okay. Was you a star? Star? No. Starter? Yes. You was a starter, but you wasn't a star. So you was more like a role player, right? No, nah, I was a starter. <laughs> I was I was the offensive tackle. Also, you was an offensive tackle? Yep. All right. Offensive tackle. So what was going through your mind when you were faced in front of a guy who was bigger than you, stronger than you, and faster than you? What was going through your mind? God help me, please. Um, I've done all that I can to prepare for this moment. I'm going to need you to help me out in this situation. All right. And how did that turn out for you? 
Um, every day in practice, it turned out really bad. There was this guy who was, um, his name was um, Greg Gathers. He played for Georgia Tech. He was going to go first round in the NFL, right? Um, he was over me every day in practice, man. Every day he lifted me up and threw me back. <laughs> but um, but over time, he left, right? I was a junior when he was a senior. And when he left that next year, I dominated everybody who was in front of me because that year prepared me for everybody else because nobody was going to be him. So everybody after that was getting dominated, man. So actually the summer before that, I went to, wow. Wow. Okay. I got you. You just told me a story. So the title that came to mind for your book is waiting your turn. Okay. 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 <laughs> All right. So, so think about the young kid who's playing um, pop Warner football right now, paying Pee Wee or, or midget Lee right now. And they're, they're having to deal with this person that's bigger than them, stronger than them, and face it every day. Could you go and talk to those kids and help those kids? Yeah, so sure exactly. Can. So writing your book is not about you. It's about those who you can help with your book. One day you plan on having um, children and grandchildren, right? Yeah. When you want them to learn from your stories, your your the things that you went through to make them better men, correct? Yeah. That's one of the things that I regret is that my grandfathers, neither one of them wrote books mm -hmm. so I can learn more about them. So the book is not about you. It's about those that's coming after you. It's mm -hmm. about your legacy. So write a book for your legacy and don't write it for you. Well, Mr. Cole, I don't have the money for all this, man. You don't have the money. We got creative ways to come up with the money. How's your credit? Good. Your credit is good. So you can use credit to make the investment. And it's not about you're not spending money. You're making an investment. You're not only investing in you, you're investing in your legacy. So your legacy is invaluable. So if you're if you really want to do this, we can come up with creative ways to get this done. So don't let the money or the investment stop you from making this happen. I'm a um, you're a believer. Do you believe in the word of God? Yeah. Yep. I'm a believer. All right. You remember the story when Peter walked on water? Yeah, I remember that. OK, so. All he said was to the Lord, he said, Lord, if it's you bid me to come, correct? Yep. All right. You know the context of the story? There was a storm going on. You remember that? Yeah. Now, the Lord didn't say, Peter, wait, let me make it easy for you. Let me stop the storm. He said, come. So sometimes in order to going to reap the benefits or get the blessing that no one else is getting who's sitting in the boat, you're going to have to get out of the boat on the storm. So it's not going to be comfortable for you to make the investment. You're going to have to get out of the boat to see a different path or to reach things or experience things that nobody else is going to experience. Thank you, Mr. Kelly. I have no more excuses. <laughs> I have no more excuses. Man. Didn't think so. All right. Thank you so much, Mr. Cole. It's been an amazing interview so far. Um, you told me right before we leave, you said, Hey, make sure I get back to that landlord. Right. Um, so I want to, I want to give you an opportunity to get back to the landlord. What was that about? What'd you want to talk about? Yeah. I wanted to um, share some inspiration, you know, with the people, um, not only did I buy the house that we were renting from the landlord, I bought the landlord's house, I bought the lot next to it, and I bought the lot behind it. And guess what? It all started with the book. And that was the inspiration. So the book can lead to a million things. All you need to do is write the book and let God do the rest. I love it. I love it. Wow. Wow. You <laughs> bought the landlord's house? I bought the landlord's house, the house, the lot next to him, and the lot behind him. That's incredible. And, and one more thing I want to ask you about you. You have so with all your what are your kids? Right. You have yeah. them all as entrepreneurs. They're all doing something right. Um, what, what led to that? 
Yeah, man. So coming, like I said, growing up, how I grew up, I always knew that I was a born entrepreneur and, um, you know, just falling in the system of getting a job after having Aaron. I knew that I wanted my kids to experience a, a life of freedom of going after their dreams and using the gift that God has given them. Because it's all about your gift making room for you. A lot of people follow their passions. The word says nothing really about your passion. It says your gift will make room for you. And a lot of people disregard their gift because it's something that comes so easy to them. Something that you're passionate about a lot of times, a lot of times is harder. So a lot of people don't believe in their gifts, but it is the key that's going to unlock the doors to making room for you and living a free and fruitful life. So with Aaron to look over him at three years old and see him rapping my brother's Christian lyrics, I was like, man, he got something. I just like, yo, I'm going to feed this until he says this is what I want to do with my life or I want to do something else. And uh, seven grave is when he came home and said, hey, hey, dad, this is what I want to do with my life. And I said, I got you. Uh, my oldest daughter, she's 20 and um, always wanted to be a teacher. So we just fed that. We didn't know she was going to be a teacher or a minister of the gospel. She's in college now studying theology. Her senior year of high school, she wrote a book called So You're Living in Living for Christ in High School. So she's a speaker, um, preacher, teacher entrepreneur and a and a book and an author so and then my baby girl she's 15 she started a movement called the world needs more love she sells t-shirts and journals and she gives half of, half of the proceeds to charity man so i'm all about feeding your gifts um and feeding my kids to pursue what god has put in them man so so they can achieve the true freedom of what it is to live for christ man so i never wanted my kids to work for anybody Unless they choose to, you know, I always wanted them to work for themselves using their gifts and talents for the Lord. That is amazing. Yeah, man. Okay, now talk to the people about where they can reach you, right? Um, so where they can reach you and where they can get more information about, you know, writing a book. For sure. So I have a free case study video um, where you can dive a lot deeper into the process of writing a book. And you can just go to booksforathletes.com. Put in your best email and it's going to reveal to you the book after you watch the video. And if you're interested, you can schedule a call with me. There'll be a button right underneath the video. And if you want to just follow me, see what I'm up to. I am at Mr. Kelly Cole on all social media. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, look, y'all go out there. Follow Mr. Kelly Cole. Yo, it's been an amazing interview. Um, there were so many nuggets in here, man. You got to pick them up. It's a 20 piece in this one, man. I'm so happy and excited about what we learned today. And I can't, I pray that you, um, for one, get interested in what you just heard. If you want to write a book, now it's time. Don't have no, you have no more excuses, man. You have no more excuses. You know where to contact him. You know how to contact him. And we want to give you more of this great information as well. So we'll be sending out information about that as well. Thank you so much, Mr. Cole, for your time. We truly appreciate you. For all our listeners out there, we love you. We thank you. And we hope that you got a great, great amount of information and, um, and encouragement from this interview. We pray that you have a phenomenal day. God bless. To be killing, they figure I'll never be hot as a killer gorilla when I'm in a booth of the feeling. You know what the deal is, not get out your feelings, so this gonna be critical. Cut the umbilical, put me inside of a mind of a criminal, meaning I'm moving the silence of criminal. We get king up in the pool of familiar, humming and feeling, bruh. Protect-